Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. Thank you very much, Paul. Much appreciated. Um, Good to see you all. Um, Out after a day in the sun and and you're out here again on a Sunday. So uh, wonderful to see you and it's great to have such a good crowd in here today. Uh, How many of you are believing for a great Sunday as well? That the the blessing and the great Saturday is going to continue into today, into Sunday too. In fact, it already has, uh, but there's more to come. You know, I I believe we made a difference yesterday. How many of you believe that? That we made a difference yesterday? Um, I have no doubt. Uh, I've heard some of your stories already, uh, and I'm sure that there is so much more to come. Uh, but this was, this was our first experience of Serve Day because it's our second year here and last year we were in South Africa. And can I just say, uh, I love it, absolutely love it. Um, and I'm just believing that even greater things for years to come. I know that, um, uh, well, some stories that I've heard already, I, I know that it may seem like litter picking is, is quite an insignificant thing. But let me just say, without going into any detail, I know that people picked up litter on the streets of Mansfield that is going to make a difference. You think, how can that be? Well, there's some stuff out there that people gathered up and and took away off the streets that kids are now not going to find and and people that are not going to see it anymore. And that stuff is away so no one can have any harm. And, you know, that is significant. Very significant. I know Paul touched on it. There were some, some significant connections that we had in the marketplace as we were just uh, meeting with people there as well. And, and some life-changing dancing from Sammy the Squirrel, a.k.a. Jared Holmes. Uh, I mean, some of those moves, Paul touched on it already. In fact, he, he let me in a secret. He said that those were the moves he used to get Sam. Uh, and so... Uh, the, uh, without the costume. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't pick her up with the uh, Sammy the Squirrel costume. And you know what? I know that down at the charity shop, there were significant connections. You know, the work that they do week in and week out, uh, I believe, is, is continued this Saturday. Um, you know, there was stuff happening, connections made in the park. Uh, I, I know that some people were just blown away by the fact that we were giving out free tea and coffee to go up to the cafe, coupons just you know, on the, on the church for them to go up and get a free tea and coffee at the cafe and, and just that people were interested in them uh, as well. And, and so, you know what, the, the Red Army was out in force and we're really just so proud of you guys. You know, I'm so glad that we didn't just have five or ten people. We had a whole crowd of people out, those red t-shirts making a difference. So give yourselves a pat on the back. Yeah, you can do that. It was a great, great day. But you know, you may be asking, and I don't know if, if you're new here uh, to Arena Church, um, but even if you're a regular here at Arena, you may be asking, well, what is the value in a day like Serve Day? Why do we do what we do? And, and you know, I think it's so important on a, on a Sunday like this to, to just talk again a little bit about that and remind us all, really, a little bit about why we do what we do. Well, really, we, we want to change our world, and that's what we spoke about last week, and we'll speak about again uh, today. We just want to change our world. But how does Serve Day help to change our world? How can what we did yesterday, both campuses, can I just say again, Ilkeston were doing the same as us, and, and they've been doing it a little bit longer, so, you know, impacting the, the, the town uh, for Jesus. And, and, you know, how does it help to change our world. Well, there's a few things that I want to say, and you know, we really just need to 
operate, and we want to. Our, our desire is always for, for us as Arena Church to operate on the principles of God's wisdom rather than the principles of the world's wisdom, or I suppose you could say man's wisdom. You see, man's wisdom would probably say, um, why do you bother when one out of every two people say, no thanks, I don't want the church newspaper? You know, there's a lot of people that just weren't bothered. Um, And so we think, well, it's a lot of work, isn't it? Um, why bother when people reject you? Why, why bother when, when, when it's so much work, when there's so much need out there and we can only touch a sliver of it? Why do we bother? Well, that's man's wisdom, I suppose, would say that in the world's wisdom. But this is what God's wisdom says. And, and we always want to operate church on the wisdom that is in uh, God's word. How many of you know that? This is the best book in the world. This is the book that has wisdom. It sometimes goes against the wisdom of the world or what man would say. But the wisdom in here is true. The wisdom in here is everlasting. The wisdom in here doesn't change either. Can I say that this Bible and and the Word of God has stayed the same down through the centuries and the millennia. But uh, whereas man's opinions might change, the Word of God does not change. And so I want to just talk a little bit this morning about changing our world through God's wisdom and the reasons why we really do a day like Serve Day. Um, and, and I want to first of all read from Matthew 20, verses 25 to 28. And this is what it says. It says, but Jesus called them together and said, you know that the rulers in this world lord it over their people and officials flaunt their authority uh, over those under them. But among you, it will be different. For whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must become your slave. For even the Son of Man, Jesus, came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as ransom for many. You know, my first point is, is, is quite simply this, that serving brings influence. The Word of God is very clear on that, and that's for individuals, but that's for church as well. We serve because we believe through serving, we can be influencers. We can be leaders in our society. And let me just say that's not set out of any arrogance, because if we're a church, we want to lead. We want to influence. That's God's mandate upon us, to be influencers, to be leaders. And one of the ways we can do that is through serving. You see, this this weekend, if you watch the media... You've probably seen a lot about demonstrations on the streets. And, and I'm not saying that, that there's never a time. Probably there is a time for, for peaceful demonstrations when you've got a principle you want to stand up for. I'm not sure I agree with all the demonstrations that have been going on in the north and the south. You know, I'm, 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 not, I'm a neutral. I sit on the fence. I'm not really too bothered with that. But here's the thing. As a church, we could take this to the streets of Mansfield and we could demonstrate and we could hold placards up and, and for what we believe in. But... I believe we'll be noticed a lot more and we'll be, we'll be influenced a lot more when we actually take to the streets of Mansfield in our red t-shirts and, and we're picking up litter and we're caring about people. We're giving out free gifts. We're, we're in care homes singing songs that bring even tears to the eyes of those residents in the care home. You know? and, and, and you know that's the way that we can influence our town. You see, we want to... Um, We want to make a difference, and we want to change people's perception 
of the church. How does it do that? How does it open doors for it? How does it gain us influence when we serve? Well, I believe it, um, it shows that we care. It shows that we as church care because the perception can be of church that we're just, we're just interested in, in telling people, judging people, condemning people, telling people they're wrong, pointing out the wrongs. Um, or some people may think, you know, who aren't church people, may think that we're stuck in, in a world of 50 years ago um, because we're just not relevant to today. But we know different. We know different. And I, I honestly believe unless we show people that we care, unless we're actually out practically serving uh, our town and our community, um, then people won't really care what we have to say. You know? People are interested in what you say when you show that you care. Yeah. And so that's why we did yesterday, yeah. because we believe we have a message, a message that is relevant and can bring hope to, to anyone and everyone, but people won't listen until we show that we care for them and that we love our community. So it opens doors for, for us. It brings us influence serving when we, show, uh, when we show that we care. But I do honestly also believe that um, not only does it show that we care, but it also inspires other people. I believe when we're out serving our community, it does inspire other people. You know, I was inspired by you guys yesterday. Um, some of the things you can doing. I, I'm not going to, well, I'm going to point out one person, but it applies to so many others. But I was inspired by Liv yesterday. You know, Liv, who, in fact, I'm inspired most weeks by Liv because she's such, got, she's such a great server. But do you know that yesterday was Liv's 21st birthday? She's probably embarrassed that I even say that. She doesn't want to be attention drawn to her at all, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, it was Liv's 21st birthday. And you know what she did? She came to serve day. She was out, you know, doing what she always does every day because she was serving. I'm inspired by that. You know, I know when I was 21, that was the last thing on my mind. When I was turning 21, you know, the favorite thing that, that was on my agenda is what food am I going to eat? What, what, what food am I going to eat when it comes to my 21st? And, and um, Fellini would say here, she said, nothing's happened. <laughs> And nothing's changed, you know, since then. It's still all about food. Uh, I'm now 21 times 2, uh, and, and it's still all about that. So I'm inspired by somebody that, that gives of themselves, goes out, puts a red T-shirt on, and serves on their 21st birthday. And so I believe that's just a, an illustration, and don't want to embarrass you, Liv. I probably have, but, um, but, you know, we should be an inspiration to others. And I think that if we get on the streets of of this town, that I'm believing other churches will. Other organizations will be inspired by what we do and will gather together with us and do even more and make even more of an impact. So firstly, that's really my first point that um, serving does uh, give us influence. But I also want to say, just secondly, is this, that our little is much in the hands of God. You know, it's a godly principle. It's God's wisdom. It's not the world's wisdom. The world would tell us that, that our little group of people here, and really, according, you know, in the big population of Mansfield, we're, we're very, very um, insignificant. But the Bible tells us that our little in the hands of God can be much. Do we believe that? Do we believe that? Yeah, one of my favorite stories, and 
In fact, uh, I think my favorite story always changes, but I love this one. Uh, there's so many good stories in the Bible. Is the feeding of the 5,000. And I absolutely love it because, you know, if you don't know, it's a story about Jesus when he was teaching people and they were gathering around him because he had so many good things to say. This was a teacher that was different to any other teacher that they had ever experienced. And, and so it's, the Bible tells us it was 5,000 people, probably 5,000 men plus women and children, according to the way they numbered crowds in those days. So there was a big crowd. Um, and it came to the time where, where they were starting to get hungry. And they'd been listening to Jesus teaching all day. Uh, and now he had a, f- a crowd of 5,000 out in the countryside with no food. And, 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 and the Bible tells us, obviously, and probably a lot of you know the story so well, um, that um, the disciples wanted to send the people away because they thought that the need was too big. We can't meet this need, God. Jesus, we can't do it. We're going to send them away. Uh, but Jesus had another plan, and, and, he, and he obviously, they came to him with this little boy, and this little boy had the, the five loaves and two fishes, and, and how could that make a difference? But this little boy, with his very little, gave it up to God and, and gave it up to Jesus and said, well, what can you do with this? You see, I love most of all the naivety of that little boy. Really foolish, wasn't he? I mean, how can that make a difference? How can the little that he had to give make a difference in a crowd of 5,000? It was just the innocence of, 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 of a little boy with a little packed lunch thinking he could change the circumstances. The disciples actually said these words. They said, what good is that? They came to Jesus with this little and they said, what good is that? Um, that's not going to help us much. But of course, that was the wisdom of man, wasn't it? That was the wisdom of man. And, and, and Jesus, you know, our God can do so much more with just a little. Can I just pause for a moment and be honest with you guys here? I've said it already. We're a small number. We don't have a lot of money or resource to change this whole town and change this whole community, the outlying areas. But I believe that the little that we have to give can be multiplied in the hands of God. You know, the little that we have to to offer, the the few talents and the few resources that we have to, to offer, that we can still make a difference in the hands of God, that He can multiply what we have to give to actually make an impact on this town. The little that we have to give is powerful in the hands of God. There's other examples in the Bible, and you could talk about so many others. And again, another great one is the example of the Samaritan woman at the well, um, where Jesus was moving through with his disciples, and, and he came to this well. And it was in the middle of the day, and it was hot, and they went, the disciples went into town to get some food, and and, and Jesus sat there, and there was this woman at the well. Um, it was probably in the, in the middle of the day. It wasn't really the time. It was very hot. It wasn't the time to go to the well. She was probably there because she was a little bit of an outcast, um, and she probably couldn't get space at the beginning or the end of the day when people would usually be at the well. So there she was in the heat of the day in the, in the, in, at this well, and Jesus spoke to her. Now, that in itself was a thing in those days that he wouldn't normally have done, that men weren't encouraged to speak to, to women, and especially Samaritan women in that context. And, 
And uh, this was a woman, we read, that wasn't the most promising individual. If you chose one person in that town to speak to, uh, she probably was a little bit of an outcast. You know, you would probably say, if I could choose one person, I'd speak to the mayor. Not this woman who had been, it says, been married five times, and now she was with somebody else. And, and, and you know, she, she wasn't exactly uh, the most influential person in the town. But I love that because it's the power of that one person, that one connection. And Jesus connected with this woman in such a way that she went into the town and she brought the whole town to him because she connect, he connected so perfectly with that one person and made a difference in her life. I don't know, but I've had connections with people yesterday. Maybe you have spoken to only one person yesterday. Do you know that one person can be significant? That one person can have a whole family, a whole group of friends that could be significant where when they find the hope that Jesus has to offer, they can make a change in their whole, uh, their whole group of friends, their whole town. One is significant. God can take our little that we have to offer and he can... He can do much. One is a significant number, you know. Don't let you, don't be caught thinking that one is insignificant. You know, one conversation can be significant. One gift can be significant. I'm believing that this little gift, you know, this little husky dog is going to be such a blessing. We're going to pray over that in Jesus' name that whoever Leo is, that's going to get to him and he's just going to be blown away and that life will be changed. One gift can be significant. One smile can be significant. You know, just a a friendly smile that you've given yesterday could be significant in somebody's life. Bethany, one song could be significant. You know, that you've sung. I know she's been out in the the care home yesterday singing and and bringing tears to, to somebody's eyes. I'm believing that that song is going to be significant. It may not feel it for you because you sing all the time, but that one song is going to be so significant that it's going to change somebody's life. You see, one is a significant number. One seed can grow a whole tree which can give so much fruit. Our little can be much in the hands of God. Do you believe that? Yeah? I'm believing that. I'm believing that because I don't have much to offer. None of us do. But God, just use what we do have to bring a harvest and an abundant harvest. My third point, and just want to read some, some verses just before um, I get into it. Acts 20, verse 35, says this, And I have been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. You should remember that the words of the Lord Jesus, you should remember the words of the Lord Jesus, it's more blessed to give than to receive. And Proverbs 11 Uh, Verse 25 says this, The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. Hmm. So the third thing I want to say is really simple. This is that a generous church is a blessed church. A generous church is a blessed church. 
You see, I know that in your interactions and your serving uh, with people yesterday, you were, you were doing it for them. You were doing it for God as well. Paul touched on that. We're doing it for the glory of God. We're doing it to help people. You've probably refreshed people. But I'm believing that you guys are going to be refreshed through that too. And it's not a one-day thing. You know, if you were working or you couldn't be there for whatever reason, you know, it's not like you've missed out. Every day should be serve day. Uh, because when we refresh others, we too will be refreshed. So yes, we want to be influencers. Yes, we believe in that our little can be used powerfully for God's glory. But there's something for us in it too. We don't do it because of that. But God says when we bless others that he will bless us back. That when we refresh others, we too will be refreshed. You know, there was a survey. I read it quite some time ago and I had to search it back up um, for the, before the message here. But there was a survey and I read it in the newspaper it was in a 2008, so it's like 10 years ago. But it was a secular um, survey, not a Christian survey. And they did a survey on people who um, get, basically got a bonus from work. So they, they took one particular company and they interviewed them before they got their bonus and interviewed them over a period of time. And then they got their annual bonus or whatever. Um, and then they interviewed them a little bit after the bonus and you know, a few months after And this is what they found. Their conclusion was uh, basically that people that were generous were more happy. So the happiness of the individuals was not linked into the size of their bonus, which is what we would think, right? We would think, oof, whoever got the biggest bonus would be the happiest afterwards. But he found this. It dependent on what the people did with their bonus determined how happy they were. They didn't know that this was the survey was targeted at. But they said that the people that used all of their bonus on themselves um, were not as happy as those who had been more generous with their bonus. And that's money. And, and what we, we're not just talking about money. We're talking about every aspect of generosity. You know, when we live our lives to serve others, when we live our lives just for ourselves, for our own good, surprisingly enough, we're not as happy as when we live our lives just generous to people, uh, giving serving. And, and so in a, in a flip, you know, in a flip around from, from, from blessing the community, we want to do serve day because you're going to be blessed too. Because when you're involved, when you live yourself and give yourself and serve, then you are going to be happier too. The worst thing that we could ever do as a church would just be to close the doors and just concentrate on ourselves and our own needs. You know, eventually... It might be good in the short term because it's a less, we don't have to give up our Saturday. We, don't, we, can, you know, we can just enjoy, sit up, you know, put our feet up uh, and enjoy ourselves instead of doing serve day. But it would be harmful for us in the long term. We will be happier and more blessed when we look out for the needs of the community instead of our own. You know, we're just as concerned about the work that's going on in, in your life what God is doing in your life through Serve Day. I know one of the most impacting things in my life when I was in in university, I was probably about 19 or 20 at the time, and what we did in our church at the time is we did an alpha course, and we went to uh, a night shelter in the town, um, and we did uh, an alpha course there. It was the first time I'd really done that type of thing, and and, you know, I was thinking, this is something good. We're, doing, we're going to go in there and we're going to help people. 
Um, and hopefully people are going to find Jesus and people are going to turn their lives around. I can't really remember a lot about the people that were impacted through that period of time. Like, I don't know. I, I'm sure that people were, uh, did come to know Jesus because often that happens on the Alpha course. But I just remember the work that God did in my heart through that. For me, I was so blessed in that. I, I was impacted by those people more than I think I ever impacted them. Because there's something in it that when we give out, God will bless us in return. I went there thinking, I'm going to refresh these people. They refreshed me in the simplicity of the interactions we had. And, and you know, that was a big part of God really just working in my heart and, and calling me to be a pastor. And I, I look back and I still think of the joy of that time. You know, I'm believing that's going to be for, for each one of us too. For this church. That you too, because I know you're all going through things in your lives. We all do, because it's humanity. I'm going to believe that as you serve, you're going to be even more refreshed. You see, that's God's wisdom. It's not man's wisdom, but it's God's wisdom. And that's what we want to operate our church on. That serving can bring us influence. I believe that. That our little can be used for much. And that somehow through giving, you'll get so much more back for the glory of God. And I'm going to ask you guys to stand to your feet because we're not, we're not far from, from closing uh, just now. And it's a warm Sunday and I'm sure you guys have lots to do, so we've been briefer than we would normally be. My time is not even working at the back, so I don't know if I've been, it feels like I've been shorter, but I don't really know. Um, But we just, you know, we're here because we believe that God uh, is going to touch our lives. God is going to change us. And I just want for this moment, as we get ready to close, for us just to engage with God for a moment. So that may involve you just closing your eyes and just focusing for a moment, however you feel comfortable. But I want to say to somebody here today, and if you don't know Jesus, maybe some of the stuff we've been talking about is a little bit foreign to you and you don't quite get it. You know, I just want to say to you this, that God's wisdom for you today, it's not man's wisdom, it's God's wisdom. God's wisdom for you is that you can just stop trying. You see, you've been trying so long, maybe to be good or to be something, and God says, just stop, cry- stop trying for a moment. Come to me. Come to me. You see, you can try so much to be good or to be perfect or do- to be what you feel that people expect you to be. God wants you to come to him and say, I acknowledge. God, I can't do it without you. Lord, I'm sinful. I'm not perfect. Lord, I want to come to you, God. I want you to help me. Forgive me, God. Strengthen me. Enable me to live a life for you. And it's a paradox because when we stop trying and we rely on God, we're able to be so much more that we can ever be on our own strength. I don't know if there's anyone here today who doesn't know Jesus and and you want to You want to know him. You've got a hunger in you. I wonder if you would, just as all eyes eyes are closed and heads are bowed, I wonder if you'd just raise your hand. I'd like to pray for you. 
anyone at all that wants to commit their life to Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. But I also want to take a moment just to to pray over, over everything that happened yesterday, but also over everything that's going to happen in the future too. You see, I'm believing that the seeds that were planted yesterday and and in the weeks past and the years past, that God is going to bring an abundant harvest. I'm believing that the lives and the connections that were made, the lives that were were touched yesterday, that there will be change. That God's going to use us to influence his community. This beautiful community that is Mansfield. That God's going to help us serve, and as we serve, that he's going to give us influence as a church, as individuals in our personal lives and our workplaces too. That even though we don't have much to offer, that God would use it abundantly. That God would multiply it. That even that one would be significant, that would be a, a doorway into many more. And that through all of this, God's going to refresh us too. We believe in the Holy Spirit, and I'm just believing that you know, God, is, God is here right now. He tells us that He gives us His Spirit, and that uh, His Spirit can strengthen us, can refresh us. I'm believing right now in this place that God's just going to refresh some people. Not through the words of the speaker, not through the songs that are sung, not through the music, just through the power of God. That he's just going to refresh you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. For your glory, God. All for your glory, God. Amen.